What is up guys and welcome back to another episode of Bleeding BNG. So guys, I know it's been a while since our last episode, but I wanted to give you guys some time to prepare with our last two episodes where we looked at the realistic offensive options for Washington and we also looked at the realistic defensive options for Washington. So I wanted to give that um, some time for that episode to simmer and you know for it to wrap around you guys' brain because today is Wednesday, April 28th. Guys, we have made it to the night of before the NFL draft. It is NFL draft eve time, guys. And also another reason why there's been some time between our last episodes is because we actually did a collaboration podcast with the Raw um, Rambling About Washington podcast with Rio Robinson, my guy Rio Robinson over there at the Rambling About Washington podcast, where we actually did a full mock draft of the first round. So we did all 32 picks for all 32 teams, and it was an amazing amazing podcast that you guys need to go tap um, tap into so like i said that is the rambling about washington the raw with rio podcast over there with my guy rio robinson and actually we're going to link up with my guys tay and todd and my guy rio tomorrow and we're actually going to watch the draft together so needless to say guys i'm anxious about the draft i'm very excited about the draft and i cannot wait we are about 24 hours away we are about 24 hours away so with that being said guys this podcast isn't going to be long at all i just want to give out some thoughts that i have before the draft um just to give you guys one last episode to wrap around your minds before we get ready for the nfl draft so with that being said guys um we're likely to be pushing out episodes thursday friday and saturday talking about every selection that the washington football team makes throughout the draft just like we did with the free agency episodes you know giving you three or four episodes in a week or over a weekend we plan to do that same exact thing with the NFL draft. Guys, I am so excited. I am so excited. So today's episode is going to be a short one, like I said. So we're just discussing some of the thoughts that I have leading into the draft. Um, so the first thought that I actually have is one of, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and start it. We're going to start it with my biggest hot take. We're going to go ahead and start it with my biggest hot take. And my biggest hot take regarding the draft tomorrow is that the Washington football team will trade up to either the 7th or the eighth pick that's the seventh pick with the Detroit Lions or the eighth pick with the Carolina Panthers who somebody they have familiarity with working with um, within the front office with you know Ron Rivera coming from there and Marty Herney coming from there as well so I think that the Washington football team will actually trade up to the seventh or eighth pick and they will select quarterback Justin Fields so I'm going to go ahead Stake my flag in the ground and claim that as my hot take going into the twenty um the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Um, that was the prediction that I gave on the um, podcast I did with Rio over there rambling about Washington, and that's that's I still believe those thoughts, even though that podcast was from last week. Um, some of the reasons that I believe that this might actually happen is because if you listen to Coach Rivera throughout any of his post free agency um, press conferences, he's all he's always said, and it's it's a line that's stuck. With, stuck in our head um stuck in my head actually he's always said that you know we're going to react to the board um and whatever happens in front of us and i think that justin fields is the likely quarterback to slide which i don't necessarily agree with guys honestly justin fields is probably my quarterback three in this class behind trey lance and justin fields um so i think that he should be selected before zach wilson who's presumed to go with the number two pick and mac jones who's presumed to go with the number three pick to the san francisco 49ers so my 
hot take is that the Washington football team will find their franchise quarterback that they've been looking for for so, so many years. You know, we had that glimmer of hope with that one year with RG3, but you know, that never necessarily panned out, whether that was due to injuries or Robert's lack of wanting to get better as a passer, Robert's ego, whatever you want to call it. I think that tomorrow on April 29th, 2021, we will have a new era selecting our potential franchise quarterback, Justin Fields from the University of Ohio State. And the reason that I feel so confident in this hot take, guys, is because I do think that Justin Fields is the most likely quarterback to fall, like I said. And if you've listened to guys like Kevin Sheehan, He's been adamant on Washington um, really liking Justin Fields since January. I even want to say December during during the college football season. He, you know, he was pretty adamant that he had a source in the Washington football team community. And no, his word isn't gospel. But, you know, when somebody's that adamant, you know, he's been saying this since December. It's now April. He's been saying the same thing. If you check out his podcast, he's been saying it nearly every day lately that he's always heard that Washington was interested in Justin Fields. Even when the uh, Michael Lombardi report came out about Washington being interested in Trey Lance, he was like, nah, the guy I've heard about is Justin Fields. So even with that and then the um, scenario where I believe he's the most likely to fall, which is completely baffling to me, um, I don't know why um, Justin Fields has fell down draft boards. Like I said, he would probably be even my QB2 or QB3, but now all mock drafts and all experts are saying that he'll be the fifth QB taken in the draft. And guys, this is a, a quarterback that has done nothing but ball out and succeed all, all his life, you know, he was a winner uh, coming from Kennesaw, Georgia in high school. He was a winner playing his two years in Ohio State, leading him to the college football playoff both years. You know, both years. And, you know, he, he was a winner. Um, he's going to be a winner in the NFL. Winning translates, guys. You know, um, he beat Trevor Lawrence out in the Elite 11 um, when they both were seniors in high school. That's the Elite 11 quarterback position. He was the MVP of that. So, actually surpassing um, Trevor Lawrence in a couple of quarterback rankings throughout the recruiting um, sites as they went along their recruiting process. But, guys, this is somebody who's who's been a baller all his life. So, I think that if we draft him, we have our future um, quarterback set. We have our franchise quarterback set. And we'll be ready to compete for the division for the next decade. I think that Justin Fields has the potential to be the best quarterback in the division. Yes, better than Dak Prescott and 10 times better than Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. So I think that if we find a way to get Justin Fields at that 8th, 7th or 8th pick, because I don't think there's no way that he's going to fall past um, um, a 4 2 because I think that the New England Patriots might pounce on him or the Denver Broncos might pounce on him, even though they did actually have um, a trade this evening where they were traded, um, where they got um, Teddy Bridgewater from a trade with the Carolina Panthers. I do think that, you know, those teams are likely to jump us if we don't make a move at either that 7 or 8 spot, because a lot of guys in the NFL, you know, I've, I've I've heard, you know, the experts said and the media say that Justin Fields is sliding. But I believe a lot of guys in NFL circles know that Justin Fields is a winner. Um, one of the things that um, is is a negative or a knock on Justin Fields is that he, he's coming from Ohio State where they don't necessarily produce successful quarterbacks considering, you know, Dwayne Haskins, who is leaving us Washington football team fans in the community, scorned and scarred for life dealing with what we did with what we dealt with with that Dwayne Haskins experience for the last two seasons. But not even just Dwayne 
has, you know, Cardell Jones had limited success in the NFL. JT Barrett hasn't really gotten a shot. Troy Smith and uh, names amongst others, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, a lot of fans and a lot of media outlets are becoming helmet graders. And that's one of the worst things that you can do when you scout. So if we actually get Justin Fields with a 7 or 8th pick and my hot take comes into fruition, I will be ecstatic as I'm sure a lot of you will be as well. So, that's my high take and my dream scenario, which I do think is going to happen, guys. I do think it's going to happen because there's a lot of smoke regarding Washington trading up. There was even a report came out today that Washington is looking to trade up to the top 10, but it may not necessarily be for a quarterback, which I'm not buying at all. I do believe that we are looking to trade into a top ten, into the top ten. But who 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 are we necessarily going to be trading up for if it's not a quarterback? I mean, maybe Michael Parsons, but I don't think you have you even have to trade up to the top ten to get a guy like Mark, Michael Parsons with all the um, red flags that are coming out um, with him throughout this draft process. And I'm going to be getting into into that later, um, actually in a couple of minutes. So guys, I don't necessarily buy the reports, but I do think that there's a lot of smoke, and where there is smoke, there's usually some fire. So I think we're going to see that flame get um, ignited on Thursday night when the Washington football team selects Justin Fields after they trade up in the NFL draft. So, moving on to if, you know, we actually do stay at 19, which I will be kind of upset about, which will kind of be a bummer, but, you know, that's what we were projected to be. So, you know, it does take two to tango with, with a trade. So, you know, we may not find a trade partner and we may have to pick at 19 so some of the guys that i think may be there at 19 there is a report that came out today by jeremy fowler that actually said that the washington football team had interest in trayvon morick the free safety out of um tcu texas christian university and i would love that pick um and there was also a report that came out earlier in the week that washington was actually um very interested in elijah vera tucker he's a guard slash tackle from usc um ben standing had came out with that report He's kind of cooled off on it since we did trade for Eric Flowers early in the week. I failed to mention that um, at the beginning of the podcast, but we did trade for um, Eric Flowers early in the week. So he's back with the Washington football team, and we made a hell of a deal to get that trade. Um, so uh, those names were, were, were circling around the Washington football team community over the last couple of days. But I think that some of the realistic options, and here's my wish list if we actually do stay at 19. So the first person that I would want on my draft if we stay at 19 is Michael Parsons and and that's because simply Michael Parsons is a top five talent in this draft. I've been saying this since the beginning. I think I mentioned it in my mock draft episode, but I thought that he wasn't going to be there um, because I do think that he's a top five talent. You know, his film against Memphis in the last game he played during the um, 2019 bowl game um, was some of the best film I've saw from a college linebacking prospect in a very, very long time. Um, he did opt out of the 2020 season. So I think that and then along with some of the red flags, some of the hazing um, allegations that have come out. I think his name was in a lawsuit with a former teammate. He got an altercation with a former teammate at Penn State. That has caused him to fall down draft boards. But I think that if he's there, we should run to the podium. We should run to the podium. And I do think that the top three receivers are going to be gone. Um, I think that those guys would be in the mix if they are there. Even Devontae Smith, whether that be Jalen Waddle, who I think is going to go in the top ten, as well as Jamar Chase. Um, Devontae Smith is the more likely to fall. But if we're, if if he, yeah, I, I think he's going to be gone before 
419 but if he's there I would sprint to the podium as well so I'm not going to mention Devontae Smith on my wish list just simply for the fact that I don't think he's going to be there but if we if he was there I would run to the podium um, for his name as well so second on my wish list would actually be Trayvon Morick uh, because I think that he just provides something that we don't have right now and that's I think he's one of the best um, single high safety prospects that has been in the draft in a while um, I can't remember um, any anybody in recent memory who I've liked as a safety prospect especially playing that deep high um, zone and um, that rangy type safety as I do um, with Trayvon Moray you know he's somebody that's sideline to sideline but he will come in and stick his nose in and tackle you you know he, he you know when he tackles you you know he's not the the thickest or he's not the biggest in frame I think he's about six feet um, 205 pounds maybe six one um, but when he hits you you go backwards and then he has the capability to play in single high as well while being that Rangy safety. I think he ran a 4-5-40, but he looks even faster on tape with tremendous ball skills and tremendous instincts. And I was actually glad to hear that report from Jeremy Fowler that um, Washington was actually interested in Morig with the 19th pick. Now, I do think that you can trade back and you may be able to get Morig at, you know, maybe 22 or 23 if you trade back maybe three or four spots. But he may not be there. We may have to pounce on him at 19, being that the safety class is kind of thin. And Morig is the standout amongst all the prospects he's the cream of the crop as far as safeties go in this um draft class so that'll be number two on my wish list number three on my wish list would be um jamin davis and that's actually who i gave us um in the mock that i did over there on rambling about washington i actually gave them um jamin davis the linebacker out of kentucky i mean the reason that i pick him over somebody like jok who was fourth on my wish list and somebody who john kime actually has been adamant about washington liking a lot is because i just think that he's a better fit for this team um I think that, you know, with his size, he has the capability of playing Will and Sam. You know, at being 6'4", about 235 pounds, running a 4'4". And he's somebody who I'm really impressed with his coverage skills. Um, you know, um, JOK, while he does have the capability of lining up and playing that big nickel, I really like how um, Jamin Davis covers inside the seams and covers the middle of the field. And he can be a, a, a central piece to a Washington defense that has been getting ran through by tight ends over the course of, what, the 25 years I've been a fan. Like, I, since I've been a fan, maybe... Maybe those early 2000 defenses with Greg Williams, but I've never really remembered a tight end um, uh, being us being able to stop the tight end. You know, Jason Witten killed us for years. Um, Zach Ertz killed us for years. Brent Selleck, like like anybody you name, just killed us for years. Jeremy Shockey, I just remember us getting killed by tight ends and entering somebody like Jamin uh, Davis, who will play the one because you know he's not slight of frame. He's perfect size for a prototype middle linebacker in today's modern NFL. I'm um, at 6'4", you know, about 235 pounds, but he's also somebody, like I said, can provide that coverage in the middle of the field. That's something that's essential um, with, the, you know, today's NFL where the tight end is used more than they have been used ever before. You know, you got tight ends going over 12 and 1,300 yards with over 100 receptions. You would have never thought of those numbers, not even 10 years ago, let alone 20 and 30 years ago. So, Jamin Davis would be my third prospect on my wish list um, if we stayed at 19 and then JOK. While I love JOK, I think he has the capabilities of being a tremendous player in the pros. Um, I do think, you know, with his size, you know, being around 218 to 221 pounds, 
I think, you know, this defense already has enough tweeners. You know, we don't know if Landon Collins is going to move the linebacker yet. You know, Ron and um, him seem to have, like, a little tug of war back and forth. You know, he told Instagram, we, I'm, not, I'm not playing linebacker. Well, and Ron said in one of his post-free um, uh, agency press conferences, well, that's Landon saying that. That's not necessarily coming from the team. So, you know, they're at odds there. So, you know, you're bringing in somebody just like Landon, um, who I think may be a, a little bit, a tad of a bit better athlete, uh, especially with Landon coming off of a Achilles injury. Injury, that's just going to cause for a lot of redundancy as far as um, that position goes. You know, Landon is somebody that plays that rover, big nickel position that plays in the box. And that's something that Notre Dame did with JOK a lot. Um, I heard an interesting stat today that, you know, Notre Dame played in their base defense. Um their base defense against 11 personnel, which has three wide receivers, 45% of the time. And that was simply because JOK had the capability of kicking outside and playing um, the big nickel position where he excelled at. You know, he was killing all the swing passes that I saw go out of the backfield. He made a play on an option um, on an option um, pitch to uh, Travis Etienne where he took the ball to the house. So I do love JOK as a player, but I think he's going to provide a lot of the redundancy that we already have on our roster. You know, Cam Curl was somebody that excelled at that big nickel position before he was forced to move um, further back on the line to scrimmage with Landon's injury and injuries um, happening to our free safeties like Jeremy Reeves and DeShazer Everett and things like that. Um, so, um, guys, I we're here like we're here i have i don't really have much left to say i'm excited um, i'm about to go watch the draft with the game tomorrow tay and todd podcast um rio over there rambling about washington our guy alex so i'm really excited about the um nfl draft i think this is one of our most important drafts in um recent history i know we did get a, a franchise changing generational type talent with chase young um last year but this is the draft that is actually going to propel us where we're actually going to get that separate between us and the rest of the division just shows that we're actually the cream of the crop and even though we did go seven and nine last season we still won a division and that isn't a fluke so guys like i said it was going to be a quick episode i don't really have too much for you um like i said please listen out um we may have a we, we're going to have an episode reacting to washington selection of the first round pick all their picks over the weekend so make sure that you're tapped into the bleeding bng podcast i'm very excited i hope you're very excited in the washington football team community i hope that we're all happy with the pick i hope that i'm happy with the pick i hope that my hot take comes to fruition but even if it doesn't i hope that we're able to snap one of those um guys off my wish list so the nfl draft is here guys I cannot wait. I hope that you can't. Um, and I hope that I hope that you can't either. Um, but I do hope that we can wait because you know I don't want anybody doing anything too crazy. You know we're only about twenty four hours away. But with that being said, like I do at the end of every podcast, please, guys. Follow us on all podcast platforms, or you can follow our social media um, our, our social media platforms. Our Instagram is at bleeding bng. That's b l e e d i n g b n g. Our Twitter's a tad bit different. That is at BleedingBNG, but that's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. So it's only one G in our Twitter handle. Follow us on all podcast platforms. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on everything at this point, guys. So make sure that you're tapping into our episodes. And please, 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 for my YouTube family that loves watching my beautiful face. It's like, nah, I'm just playing with you guys. But love seeing me on camera and loves the visuals that I provide with these podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can search either Bleeding BNG 
Bleeding Burgundy and Go, or you can search Jalen Morgan on YouTube and you should find our videos. So thank you guys. The draft is here. I cannot wait. See you guys later. See you guys as soon as we make that pick. We're going to be reacting to it. Peace.